Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for March 12th, 2023, the third Sunday in Lent. Please join in our call to worship. We gather together, the seekers, the dreamers, the shooting star wishers, in hopes of seeing God. We gather together, the curious, the hungry, the loving, the lonely, in hopes of finding peace. We gather together, those who are thirsty and those with water to spare, in hopes of finding justice. So come to the well, come to the table, come, let us worship God. Amen. God of conversation, we come to you today thirsty, thirsty for hope, thirsty for good news, thirsty for a glimpse of you. So today we pray, move in these words like a current. Give us the courage to wade into your story with open eyes and open hearts. Give us the courage to drink this moment in. We are listening. We are grateful. Amen.
blessing today is from the book, The Lives We Actually Have, 100 Blessings for Imperfect Days, by Kate Bowler and Jessica Ritchie. Blessed are you when the shock subsides, when vaguely you see a line appear that divides before and after. You didn't draw it and can barely even make it out. But as surely as minutes add up to hours and days, here you are, forced into a story you never would have written. Blessed are you in the tender place of awe and dread, wondering how to be whole when dreams have disappeared and part of you with them, where mastery, control, determination, bootstrapping, and grit are consigned to the realm of before, where most of the world lives, in the fever dream that promises infinite choices, unlimited progress, best life now. Blessed are we in the afterzone, loudly shouting, Is there anybody here? We hear the echo, the shuffle of feet, the murmur of others asking the same question together in the knowledge that we are far beyond what we know. God, show us a glimmer of possibility in this new constraint that small truths will be given back to us. We are held. We are safe. We are loved. We are loved We are loved. Amen. Our scripture is John 4, 1 through 29. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard, Jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than John, although it was not Jesus himself but his disciples who baptized, He left Judea and started back to Galilee, but he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well? and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. 
The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know, we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, What do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Seeking. Will you give me a drink? The longest conversation Jesus had recorded in Scripture is here with this Samaritan woman. If Jesus had been following the rules, he should not have spoken to her at all, and she should not have replied. The rules said that Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. The rules said that no righteous Jew would speak in public to a woman who was not related to him. And if the woman had been following the rules, she would not even have been at the well. No, the women came to the village well in the early morning before the heat of the day to get the water they would need for that day. Or they would come late in the afternoon after the heat was passed to catch up on village gossip and to share one another's burdens and to fetch a little water to finish that day's chores. But there are times when the rules do not matter, and this meeting was one of those times. This particular Samaritan woman was alone, we assume she was dismissed by the women of the village as bad news. 
Perhaps her five marriages ended one by one because she could not bear children. Perhaps those marriages ended in divorce, or perhaps they ended in widowhood. We do not know. Any of these reasons would cause her neighbors to see her as bad luck. Whatever the reason, we can tell that she was avoiding the judging stares and gossipy whisperings of her neighbors by coming to the well when absolutely no one else was going to be there. She was undoubtedly marginalized. A woman married five times in that society was probably poor, and now she was living under the protection of one who was not her husband at all. Even a Samaritan woman was not expected to behave that way. She was shamed. She was avoiding trouble by avoiding other people. But those facts did not stop her from having a conversation with Jesus. No, when Jesus shocked her by asking her for a drink, she spoke right up. How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jesus did not really answer that question. Jesus had another agenda in mind. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Somehow this Samaritan woman saw something in Jesus that made her unafraid to ask more questions. Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. But the woman did not quite understand his words. So she said, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. This is the point at which the conversation took a radical turn. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him truthfully, I have no husband. Pastor Mandy Sloan McDowell writes that this is the pivotal moment for both Jesus and the unnamed woman. Because far from being a gotcha moment, Jesus uses an unusual word translated here, true. The word is kalos. Kalos doesn't only mean true. It means beautiful by reason of purity of heart and life, and hence praiseworthy. This has never been the response when she tells someone, I have no husband. If ever Jesus put someone to the test, it was that instance. And if ever there were words this woman needed to hear, it was these. McDowell continues, Do you think anyone has ever called her beautiful by reason of purity or praiseworthy for any reason? 
Slowly, Jesus was restoring this woman to her full humanity. He, a foreigner, acknowledging her presence and power as she approached the well. He inquired of her to help him with his own need, offering her the power and the ability to say yes or no. Then he offers her a welcome into the kingdom with a sip of living water. Finally, he sets aside her shame as she offers her simple confession. Without judgment or condemnation, he speaks clearly to her circumstances and acknowledges her humanity and dignity in the midst of it. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is love. Jesus is acceptance. Conversation with Jesus is always good news. Living water is offered and accepted here. And look how the woman spreads the word to her fellow villagers. She says, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? Because of Jesus' relating to her as a person, a person worthy of his time, attention, and love, she is no longer afraid of her neighbors. She is no longer isolated. She left more than her water jar behind. She left her shame. She left her loneliness. She is forever changed. This unnamed woman is the first one to whom Jesus reveals his true identity. I am, the first absolute I am in the Gospel of John, not to the Jewish leaders or to the disciples, but to her, a religious, social, political outsider. This is whom God is for because God so loves the world. May it be so. Let us pray. O God, let us accept one another as Christ has accepted us. Become for us that living water, gushing up to eternal life. Amen.
As you leave this place, may God bless you with seeking. Seek out the hungry, seek the weary. Seek the good in every person you pass. Seek out the hopeful, seek the faithful, seek God in each of us. As you seek and as you wonder, may you find what you are looking for. In the name of our loving God who is always seeking us, go now in peace. Amen.